Welcome to the No Referees Podcast, where we have unpenalized conversations with sports personalities on industry news, their grind, the game, and much more. Please check us out on our social media pages at No Referees Pod for up-to-date info on the show. No rules, no texts, no whistles. This is No Referees Podcast. Welcome back to the No Referees Podcast. I'm your host, Everest Akajobi, bringing you another quarantine edition of our show. As always, you can find us on our social media pages at No Referees Pod and on our new YouTube channel, No Referees Podcast. We're joined today by my special friend and homie, CEO and founder of Overseas Basketball Connection. You've seen him in the Netflix special, The Circle. He was recently voted a top 50 entrepreneurs under 25 in the whole world. You can find him on IG at the real Antonio DePina and on his personal Twitter page at Tone DePina. And while you're at it, make sure you follow his business page, OBC Overseas Basketball Connection, and IG at Overseas Basketball Connection, and on Twitter at Overseas Connect. The guy that doesn't do douchebag things, Antonio DePina. <laughs> what up, bro? There we go. There we go. <laughs> what up, bro? What's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> man, chilling, man. Hey, man. Just out here just trying to live life in this quarantine life, all that kind of stuff. So what you got doing these days? Shoot. Shoot, man. I'm just playing the release for Overseas Connection, man. That's really all I've been doing, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've been following you online. I see all the, the, the NBA players you got promoting it and all the uh, college people you got promoting it. Uh, we'll get to that in a brief moment. But here on No Referees Podcast, you know, we're known for having no rules, no whistles. And no text. And we always ask all our guests, what was their first time they ever got into it with a referee? Oh, man. It had to be in high school, man. The, the, I got a tech for dunking, and when you dunk, you're not supposed to hang on the rim. Bro. That's what we were told. And there was someone under me. So um, I held on the rim. I kicked my legs out, everything. But um, they gave me a tech for that. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's close game, everything. And so like, I, I got into it. He gave me another tech. Throwing out the game, it was bad, bro. Like, that's the first time I had it. <laughs> so, in high school, do you get suspended a game, or how does that work when you get uh, ejected? I didn't get suspended a game because that was, like, a critical game. But I think that was a playoff game, matter of fact. I think that was it. That was it. We lost that game because it. Because <laughs> you, you, right, you, you, the, you the reason why they lost the game. <laughs> it's not me. The ref, was, the ref was on some shit, man. Come on. <laughs> well, hang on the ring. No, you can't hang or do no uh, chin up on the rim. Right, 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 man. Just to protect myself. There was someone under me. You got to. <laughs> so I thought. Now, before we get into your basketball background, talk about, you know, your family upbringing. You know, myself, I'm a Nigerian-American. My father's from Nigeria. I know your family is from Africa, West Africa, West African islands. Talk about just uh, that, your, your, your upbringing in America with multiple different cultures and things of that nature. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, as you know, uh, my mother's from Liberia. My father's from Cape Verde, which is both West African um, countries. Um, very, very different. Um, my mother, she's more strict. My dad, he was more so happy. Like, they're, they're two different type of um, – lifestyles they had to come they came from um my mom she wasn't content with just getting to america but my father was my father was like yo i got to america i'm from cape Verde island none of my friends family ever got here so i'm content with that um growing up it was it was kind of tough my mother raised me um my father was in my life but um my mother raised me man so um 
I, I'm more in touch with my Liberian side than a little less my Cape Verdean side. So I eat the fufu and soup, man. I, you know what I mean? I, I know about <laughs> Nigeria. I have a lot of Nigerian cousins, man. Like, and Nigerians are strict, bro. So <laughs> I hey, hey, I was going to ask you, though. There's a couple of things about Liberians that I know. And I want to see if, if you know the same thing. You mentioned the fufu. You know what I'm saying? Man? You mentioned the, uh, yeah, the fufu. Yeah, I, I eat fufu and soup. Yeah, of course. Hey, but see, I'm going to tell you, I, I had to stop eating fufu when I was about 16, 17. Because I'm going to tell you why. It's just so much with the fufu and the soup. The fufu is okay, but that's really kind of fattening. But the soup, I just can't get it. so much the, grease. Yeah, the soup, I just can't eat it no more because it's so many mystery ingredients in there. <laughs> mm, it's just all oil and grease, man. It's, it's actually really, really bad for you, to be honest. <laughs> but then my, my father and my, my uh, Nigerian side, they swear it's organic. They swear it's the best. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's really bad for you. <laughs> so staying with Liberia, I know some other stuff about Liberia. That in that country, with no, that country, as a man, you can have up to four wives in that country. <laughs> That's almost every every country in America, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, every country in Africa, almost every country in Africa. You yeah, yeah. So you're going to be yeah. practicing that same uh, uh, po po uh, polygamy lifestyle uh, when you get older? <laughs> Man, I don't know, bro, to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, I'm, chill I'm chilling right now, but I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of countries in Africa do do it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad we, we got that little uh, connection. Uh, not the, the, the overseas uh, food connection. Overseas uh, African <laughs> connection. So talk about, you know, after you left high school, you know, your plan days. Uh, I, I followed you a little bit of stuff online. I saw the rest of your bio. Talk about some of those early basketball years and your, your, your late teens, early 20s, and uh, to your pro days. Um, yeah. So, basically, after college, I signed to a Division II school called Cutstown University. Um, it was a great experience school-wise, but as far as basketball playing-wise, um, the coach, uh, I, I wouldn't say he didn't like me, but um, he just had it out for me, I feel like. You know, I was a freshman coming in. Um, Ended up playing some good minutes towards the end of the season. Um, then the next year, I ended up transferring. Um, I, had, I got into some trouble at school. I ended up going to a, a JUCO school. Didn't play, but I just went to school. Um, then I ended up transferring to Lincoln University. Um, it was the first time I had a like a, a, a not the first time I had a black coach, but I feel like black coaches resonate with black players more. Um, great guy. He got fired my last year of college. So the new coach came in. Um, you know, uh, he brought his own new players. And um, I know I, I set the bench my last year of college, bro, to be honest. Um, it made me a better person. You know, I, I never I never regret anything of that last year. Um, I, I'm thankful for that coach. He was he played in the NBA. His name is Doug Overton. And um, he just helped me become a better person, man. After that, I got willing. I went overseas and signed my first deal. Um, after only averaging two points per game in college, bro. Like, I averaged two points per game my last year. <laughs> hold on a second, man. Now, hold on. Now, I was about to say, because majority of guys go overseas, they're kind of like the, uh, you know, out of the rotation, Elite. out of the rotation. No, nah, I'm talking about the out of the rotation guys, you know, like the mm -hmm. like the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth guys, you know, the guys you don't really hear about. They average, like you said, like two points a game, rebound, but you have, they're always some of the guys that work the hardest. Talk about just that whole uh, transition, you know, I, I'm coming up in America, you know, guys always think they're going to play in the NBA. The NBA is the end-all, be-all, et cetera, et cetera. So tell, tell me about the time where you got that aha moment where, all right, I'm going to go make me uh, some money overseas and have a fruitful career over there. Um, I never knew I, – I never thought I was good enough to go to the NBA, bro, to be honest. After um, 
I kind of got quick to my senses, like maybe junior year of high school. I was like, yo, I'm ripping the country. Like, I think the, the, the rankings for the whole country came out for my class in 2013. And I think I was like 490th out of the 500, <laughs> top 500. <laughs> it's not bad, bro. We think about how many seniors are in the, in the country, bro. No, I was 300, I was 300, I was 390th, not 490. Hey, 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 no short changes, man. Hey, he was top 400 in the country, man. Hey, there you go. So, yeah, after that, I was like, man. There's no way I'm going overseas, man. I'm 6'3", 6'4", on a good day. I played a guard. Um, I'm only getting D2 interest, D3, D2 offers. So I was like, man, there's no way. So I just went, I just say, realistically, I can go overseas. Um, the thing about overseas is here's a trick about it. Here's a trick not a lot of people know. They're only allowed two Americans per team, right? And the trick to get overseas really is um, you can get another passport. You can not count as that American player. So what I did is I got um, citizenship in Cape Verde. So I'm a citizen in Cape Verde right now in Africa. And um, when I play overseas, I'm not counted as an American. So teams are more willing to take a chance on me, sign me, and things like that. And that's how I was able to go overseas after averaging only two points per game. A lot of players don't know that. Yeah, so yeah, I see a lot of guys that have that citizenship, uh, that dual mm -hmm. citizenship. And you're right. Like, I was overseas in the CBA, the China Basketball Association, for three years. And you get two American imports and some team get that third, uh, uh, you know, Asian import from like Jordan right. or Saudi Arabia, things of that nature. So in Europe, I know that some teams have three or four or five American uh, type players right. on those teams. But you said, uh, you know, your team only had two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Portugal, we could have three. But I went to Spain, we had two. So um, a lot of European teams only have like two, three at the most, man, because, you know, they ain't letting that fly. <laughs> <laughs> so you found so look everybody watching y'all don't know the system get you that citizenship in another country so you're not counted as an import player you count exactly you know, that's exactly. That, and that's, that's the big cheat that's that's the hack right there <laughs> that's the hack that's the hack <laughs> so talk about just your experience over there and what you learn and you know you, you say you have a uh, mother and father from uh, other countries and grew up in america what was it like the first time you went overseas to to europe um, you know, being, being from different, like different, having like immigrant parents, it's, it's not, it's not hard to like adapt to different cultures, you know, cause you grew up in a different culture basically your whole life. So when I got to Portugal, um, I speak a little bit of Portuguese cause my dad's from Cape Verde. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know that a lot of the countries in Africa were, were owned by European countries. Right. And, um, Cape Verde was owned by, Port by, by Portugal. So they speak Portuguese in Cape Verde and, you know, things like that. So, um, I have like a Portuguese background. And I can speak Portuguese like like my father does, and um, it was easy to, to adapt in Portugal. Spain, it was easier because Spain was lit. I lived in Barcelona, crazy place. They love basketball. It was fun. The games were always packed. It was lit, bro. Like I, I had no bad experience playing overseas. Besides, I think my Portugal team still owes me a couple couple months uh, pay, but that's about it, bro. Other than that, yo, my experience was great. So, what would you say to players in your situation, the guys that are coming out that? don't know where to go, what to do, and things of that nature, before we get to OBC, what would your advice be to them, you know, just about the experience of playing overseas? Mm, I would say educate yourself, bro. Like, you should – if you're going – if you want to go overseas, you should know different leagues. You should know what league is what, which teams is BS, which team is in play. Like, you, it's all online. You can do your research, you know. If you want to go overseas, you shouldn't just be sitting around waiting for an agent to find you a job, you know. Be proactive. Look up camps. Look up things like that. Uh, we're having an OBC combine this summer, you know, where, where teams are really going to actually log – like, it's, it's going to be crazy, bro. I'll, I'll tell you that next, but we're going to do that. And um, 
everybody needs to just educate themselves, man. It's, it's okay to get an agent. It's okay to get on OBC platform. Like, do what you got to do to get overseas, bro. Because once you're foot in the door, everything is everything's game. Yeah, because I know uh, coming out when I first got my opportunity to go overseas as a as a performance coach, I was mm -hmm. like, man, you know, they have people like me over overseas to do this kind of job, you know, because I come <laughs> I came from the NBA and it was like, yeah, they want people like me to do those jobs. I had to get an agent. I had to get a, 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 a Chinese agent. I had to, to get, you know, all these different passport stuff and so go take tests, things of that nature. Visas, yeah, visas. Like, you really don't know. People think maybe you just go overseas, but it's so much other stuff that goes behind the scenes of it. Exactly. So let's get into something what everybody knows you about real quick. You know, before we get to OBC, let's get into this, this show called The Circle. Now, <laughs> I, had I had never heard of The Circle. I had never uh -huh. heard of I mean, I got Netflix, but, you know, I got Netflix primarily for my seven-year-old son to watch all his little shows. I rarely <laughs> watch the adult version, the, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the PG-13 and up stuff on Netflix. So right, right, right. We, we got the whole Netflix, the circle thing. Talk, talk to us about how that whole situation came about, what's the inner workings to get involved, audition, things of that nature. The whole circle thing, um, I can tell you, I can break it down exactly how it went down, bro. Um, I was up one night. I was filling out a form um, about going over. I'm not going to go overseas. About about um, the circle. It popped up like an ad on my on my Instagram, and I just filled it out. The day of the audition, I was supposed to go was in Philly. They called me and said, "Yo, are you still coming?" I guess not a lot of people came because nobody knew what the circle was. Like nobody knows. It's like, like right <laughs> everybody think it's like a movie that a uh, horror movie. Yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody like went to the audition. So I was like, you know what? I'm coming, and I just went, bro. I just went and did it. Didn't care to even get it, bro. Like I'm like. No basketball player really does stuff like that. Like, I went out of my whole element to just audition for, you know what I mean? I'm auditioning for reality TV, bro. I didn't think to do it. I didn't care if I got it, to be honest. It's a blessing that I got it, but I really, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, come on now. So they called me and they said, yo, we want you to meet the Netflix producers, da 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 da. You've got to fly to LA. I'm like, okay, bet. They flew me to LA. I met them. I'm like, I'm not getting it. There's no way I'm getting it. Like, I don't care. It was a free trip. Like, I was just chilling. Like, I'm like, I'm about to go back overseas, sign with a team in Europe, and I'm about to be good. A week before, I think it was last August, we, we filmed. So, like, like, maybe, like, the last week of July, they, they called me and said, um, yo, you got it. Pack your bags. You're leaving next week for the UK because we were filmed it in the UK. So, I was like, damn. So, I couldn't even go overseas this whole year. I'm, I'm, I'm under contract with Netflix, but um, I think I'm self-retiring myself from basketball. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, bro, it was dope, man. They flew me to, to UK. We filmed, and um, that's how I got my opportunity, bro. It was just I just trusted my gut and just did it. I watched a little bit. I watched the first couple episodes, and you know, hashtag I ain't no snitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's one right, right, right. <laughs> but when I watched the show, it looked like the, you guys were in America. But like you said, you guys were in UK. They did a good job of making it seem like it was Americanized on the outside and. Yeah, it, I kind of knew it was kind of European-ish because I lived overseas. I know how that those kitchens are kind of made and those right, those, right. The, 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 the the wall, the, the the doors is made, all that kind of stuff. You know, uh -huh. just talk about just talk about the whole the living situation, just the apartment with the cameras on the wall, that kind of stuff. Uh, when we got there, we actually wasn't in those apartments. We only filmed in those apartments for like two weeks. But when we got there, we was in like our own like kind of like penthouse loft style apartments. We had a bodyguard that we, we had to leave with everywhere we go around the city. Um, and then when we got to the apartments, man, those apartments were hot as hell. I think they had a heat wave in, in like Manchester that week. And it was <laughs> steaming hot. The plugs were European plugs. So I couldn't plug nothing in. 
Like it was, it, it was like weird, bro. Like I knew about the plugs, but I thought they had Euro plugs. Like UK has their own plug that they plug in the wall. Like it's mad weird. Like it, it was just weird. Like it's like little things like that you would never even like think to like. You know what I mean? Yeah. But bro, that it was it was a good experience, bro. Like Netflix is real good to work with. Anything you want, they get it like that. Like they they're on it. Like their budget is crazy. They have so much money. Like anything you need, like what you need, you can say I need a a Burger King burger extra burned on the croissant, like, and they'll go get it for you. Like, they're not playing no games about that. They make, they make sure you're happy so you can work good. And I loved it. So, I know I've watched a lot of y'all, y'all were cooking there. Did y'all have, like, a predetermined, like, grocery list or, like, every day, like, they just got your groceries? How'd that work? Yeah, yeah, anything you want. Like, I, I mean, everybody on the show, I see they cook, but I think it's because we all have the same mindset. Like, oh, we're in this, this little apartment, so we might as well just do something. Like, you know what I mean? We're on TV 24 hours a day, so, like, let me show off some cooking skills. You know what I mean? So, like, we could have ordered anything we wanted. But, like, it's like, let me just show off the cooking skills. Like, so, I mean, it was cool. <laughs> I know one thing you got flagged for, I saw online, was uh, how you not go, how do you pee in the shower? Who pees in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> I know I ran, I ran. in the shower? I, I don't pee in the shower. You notice all the black people was like, pee in the shower? Like, yeah, all the black people was like, what? So after the show is over with, obviously in the in the in the middle, you know, sometimes people say reality TV is just like kind of bogus. We know what's going on behind the scenes. This, that. Did y'all know any any of the stuff that stuff, or it was all strictly how it was on TV? Um, it was it was kind of fake, bro. Like you know, reality TV, they're they're kind of telling you what to say in a way. Like for example, they would be like, I would say something, I would say message, and I would say something, and they'll be talking to me like, "You sure you want to say that? Like say it like this, like maybe like." do this. I mean, and we're looking through profile pictures. They're like, tell us more about Sammy. You think she's hot? Like, I'm like, no, like <laughs> they want me to like, you know what I mean? They want you to, to, to they trying to make you, you know what I mean? I'm like, nah, like you if you weak, you'll fall for it. But I was just like, whack, bro. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I didn't feel like being all lovey dovey and saying, I love you guys, but I love, I love them now. They're, they're my friends. But before we, I didn't even know them. Who's one of your favorite uh, favorite people from the show that you like contact, take out to like every day or, or fr- pretty frequently? Um, if I contact anyone, it's probably um either Sammy or Karen, those two. Um, but every, I talk to everybody, like everybody I talk to, Joey. Like we all have a group chat. We talk almost every every week at least. Like we have a group chat. We talk. We link up. We're supposed to link up in LA this this month, but the Corona thing happened. So hopefully, God willing, like August we can link up and stuff. But Every I talk to everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just seemed like, you know, a show like that where all y'all coming together and y'all after somebody gets eliminated and somebody goes to somebody's room, y'all talk, whatever, and then afterwards you'll see, like, how you say y'all were there for two weeks, such a small time, and y'all can just go on and be, you know, friends, you know, life, lifelong friends. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with everyone because after the show, the re- you did the reunion, and then um, we all got drunk together, so that was fun. You know, when you drink together, you family forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so long as you drink or break bread with somebody, you family. You family, bro. That's it. Overseas Basketball Connection is an app and platform that connects the pro basketball player to the pro basketball team without having an agent, keeping them coins in your pocket. Normally, when a player wants to play pro, they go hire an agent, sit on their couch, and hope the agent's out there working hard for them, not knowing if the agent's putting in their work, contacting teams, or putting them on the back burner. With OBC, we give the player the power to have their career in the palm of their hands. 
With our app, players can check out live openings from teams around the world and send their game film and stats straight to the team in seconds with the push of a button. Cutting out the middleman agent. No Referees Podcast and OBC have teamed up to bring you an exclusive offer. For the month of June, you'll get to sign up for free. Tell all your Hooper friends, your sons, daughters, cousins. It doesn't get any easier to live out your dreams with OBC. Overseas Basketball Connection. Number one source for players to play basketball overseas. How uh, Antonio and myself got connected. My job, I got, a, I got one of the spam emails uh, that we all get. And it says, says, you know, overseas basketball connection. You know, I'm uh, Antonio DePina, CEO, founder of Overseas Basketball Connection. Uh, please go to my website, blah, 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 the whole little rundown. And I was like, man, this sounds kind of cool because I've been overseas before. So I kind of, it's intriguing to me. And so I go to your, I go to, I didn't go to your personal IG page. I went to the OVC page. I said, man, dang, this is pretty cool. Let me find more out. Let me find more about it. And that's when I hit you up on your email. And the rest is history. We're uh, doing this interview now. So talk to the people about Overseas Basketball Connection. You know, how, when in that moment did you feel like it was something that, need, that we needed in this universe? And uh, how did you uh, start it from the, the, ground, the ground up? Um, I felt like it was needed because when I went overseas, I seen a huge problem with players trying to get overseas in the first place. About 80% of players can't even get agents. You know what I mean? So where does that leave those players who can't get agents? Are they just don't? They just gonna be asked out? They just can't get overseas? It's because to be honest, bro, these leagues ain't really like that, bro. Like I'm be completely honest. Like when you go overseas, it's not the best basketball you're playing. Like I like to be honest, bro. I played in Spain, Leb Leb Gold, Leb Silver. Like I've I've seen it, bro. This it's not college is harder, bro. And I played D two college. You know what I mean? So. Everybody should get that shot, bro. I want everybody to get a shot. Even if you don't go overseas, just get that. Everybody has the opportunity to go. Because there's no other opportunity. Either you go to a camp, you get an agent. How else are you going to contact the team? You know what I mean? So I found that problem in that, and I just wanted to aim to solve the problem, you know, connect the team and the player without using an agent. It's brilliant. I'm surprised nobody ever thought about it. You yeah. Know I mean? <laughs> yeah, so when you talked, uh, when we first uh, connected, and when you told me the kind of premise behind it, I said the same thing you said. I was like, how does this not exist already? Like, what? Exactly. Like, how is this even possible? And so you say only 80%, 80% of players do not have agents. Why is that? They can't get agents, yeah. I mean, there's, there's millions of players around the world, like probably like hundreds of millions. But, like, they can't find agents after college. Like, they're, they're like maybe the top D1s, top D2s. What about those D3 seniors, those D2 seniors? Even the low D1 seniors, mid-made, some of them can't even find agents because there's so many players, you know what I mean? What are they going to sign, 100 players each agent? You know what I mean? So, so many that can't get one. So, even like, you know, not even D, D3, even your NAIA, even your, your guys, NAIA like, as well. Guys like that, 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 like you said, may not even have the resource or the connections to find an agent, you know, playing at that level. I'm giving them a chance, man. Everybody can get a chance. You just create a profile on the Overseas Basketball Connection. You see the opening. These are real openings. Like, this is no BS. And this is, I don't even like that BS stuff. It's real teams in Ireland, Spain, Italy, France. Um, I just got the phone with some Venezuelan teams yesterday. Colombia. Like, these are real teams posting their real job openings. And players can actually just hit swipe to apply. And your profile is getting sent to that team. You know what I mean? It's no more beating around the bush, waiting for an agent to say, you know what I mean? Waiting for an agent, you know, are they working hard for me? You can, you can get an agent and you can get on the app because we're not an agency. We're a company. Some teams 
oftentimes they have to pay an agent fee too, kind of two-way, and the player has to pay agent fee. So this cuts out all the middleman from both exactly. sides. Exactly. The team doesn't have to pay us, and we also pay for the player's flight to the team, which basically is giving them the opportunity to get to their team safely, is cutting the cost for the team, and they're not paying us. So why wouldn't a team sign up? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't a team want to post their opening with us to get a quality player, throw out to pay for them, it's basically risk-free because they can always just send them back if he's trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But um, I think it's I think it's dope. I think it's different, bro. Like we have like twenty thousand signups, bro. Um, and we release it on on Saturday for those early access people. So let's talk about that. So it's a subscription-based model. It's like a LinkedIn model. Talk about how that that model came about. I know basketball players are um some people like I I don't I don't want to charge a lot of people. Like, I don't, I was I wasn't in it for like the money. So when, he, when you make a profile, when you do this, you get to apply your first job free. So wherever country that you want to apply to, you can do that first one for free when you create a profile. So I'm giving that to players worldwide, male and female. Like anything, you see a Germany opening point guard needed, you can do that for free. You don't even have to pay. After that, I get something dope after that. It's like unlimited for the whole week, only $15. Everybody has $15 to chase their dream. Let's be real. If you don't, I'm pretty sure you can borrow from a friend. To chase your dream, you're only taking 50. I know guys that, that charge $500 for a camp that nobody even goes to. No coaches, no nothing. I'm charging you $15 a week unlimited to apply to any job on my platform. And these are real jobs. All it takes is one yes. You know what I mean? So I'm making it very, very affordable for everyone. So once that player gets placed in that particular specific team, do they continue to pay the $15 a week when they're over there or just stop? Oh, no, they can, they, can, they, can, they can cancel their subscription until the next season until they need another opening. You know what I mean? It's, it's all um, – you can cancel any time. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's three models to our payment. There's $15 a week, which is the grind package, which I prefer for most players. You know what I mean? Because people will pay subscriptions for a month and they'll be like, oh, man, it's not working for me. So, bro, I'll give you the option to try it out for a week. You know what I mean? Try it out. See the opening. See our news. See what we have to offer. And if, you, if you're cool with it, Buy a monthly subscription or get another week. You know what I mean? But um, it's weekly, which is $15. Monthly, which is only $50. And then you can get the whole year for only $170. You know what I mean? Openings for the whole year. If we're posting every day openings. The team calls every day. Yo, we need a point guard. Yo, we need a two. Yo, we need a five. Female, we need a point guard. You know what I mean? Things like that. Mm. So, and so, so when you're on the phone with these, these teams around the world, you know, and you're, I don't want to say you're selling your product, but you're telling them about your, this new app. What are teams' response to it? First of all, these teams don't speak no English, man. So I'm over here <laughs> Google Translate. On Google Translate. You're on like WeChat, video, on WeChat like, WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, I'm on WhatsApp, bro. I'm on WhatsApp. So I'm like Google Translating it for them. I sent them a video that explains the whole model of what we're doing and has little uh, subtitles in their language. So I had to get everyone's language and like send a video to those civic countries like, and then um, I never hopped on the phone with – I never even had to hop on the phone with nobody, actually. Um, I've had, like, coaches, um, they do little voice recordings. They think I speak Spanish and stuff. So I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what they're saying. So I had to go get my, uh, my homegirl who, like, speaks Spanish, and she, like, translates it for me, and she can talk. She's, I mean, she's kind of like an assistant. She basically just says, hey, I'm overseas basketball connection assistant. Um, here's what we're doing, da, 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 da. speaking in Spanish for me and things like that. But as we go along, we're going to get translators and things like that because a lot of these coaches, they're older. They don't, they don't really speak English. A lot of the younger guys would be able to speak English because it's like they're more new. Like, you know what I mean? Like more young and, and fresh. Older people, they even speak Spanish for the rest of their whole life. They don't really care to learn English. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, which countries are you guys having the most uh, the, the most 
the best response so far? Right. Um, Spain and France have to be the two because Spain and France have the most the most most teams. They have the most pro teams. Like Spain has a league called EBA, and it has I think eighty professional teams, bro. Same with France. <laughs> France has a, it's like a lower league, but France has a team and like their league is called NM two, NM two, NM one, NM three. They have over a hundred pro teams. That's not even the big leagues. That's just like that's just like the the lower level, mid level like league. And then we get to the big leagues. Now you're talking about another 30 teams per division. So it's a lot of opportunities for guys out there. Um, I'm just ready to help everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about getting in contact with uh, those same amount of teams on the women's side. Um, Women's women's teams are – I feel like it's less women's teams, to be honest. There's less women's teams around the world. But um, the women's teams, we got a good response from them. We have a little less women's teams, but we have a good amount for girls to get signed. Um, It's just different for women because – I feel like men are more prone to, like, okay, listen, we have nothing to lose. Let's try it. Women are trying to be more safe. You know what I mean? Like, on the safe side with their, okay, you got this program. Let me see. Um, that, uh, let me see someone else do it first, and then I'll do it. And I think that's how it's going to go. I think we're going we're gonna to be very successful this season, and a lot more teams are going to sign up. Because, you know, to be honest, bro, uh, we've always we've had, to, we've, had, we've had people say no to us, and that's cool because they're going to jump on board next, like next season. And, and that's, what, that's, what, that's all it is. You just can't stop when someone says no. Yeah, I, I love that idea. I love that that mindset, just that that grind. Like you said, that one package is the grind. That's that grind mentality. Yeah, so sure. How does how does the the OBC connection app with the, re, the the release and the launch? How is that affected by this COVID situation with teams and things of that nature? Actually, bro, to be honest, the COVID situation actually kind of helped the platform in a way. Um, now there's no camps being run this season, this off season. There's no um pro camps, pro combines, things like that, because they haven't cleared any gyms. So there's only two ways to go overseas this year. Um, either you get an agent, and the agent finds you a job, or you hop on my app. Those are the only two ways you can get overseas now. You can't fly to another country <laughs> right now. You can't mm-hmm. go to a camp right now. So the app releases Saturday. It's only you get on the app, or you go find an agent. And nine times out of ten, you won't be able to find an agent. So what do you do? You get on the app. So actually, bro, it kind of helped us in a way. Y'all almost like uh, what's that uh, Denzel Washington movie? You got the you know the best product, Blue Magic. You got the best product <laughs> for the cheapest price. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> because if you if you're gonna pay an agent, you know X amount of percentage fees, it's gonna be way more than what you'll pay in a monthly subscription. Exactly, exactly. And we're just trying to help people, bro. Like we want it to be like a one stop shop for pro teams, like because teams get away with not paying players, sending players home without pay. Uh, doing really dirty things to these players. What if there was a one-stop shop where every play? What if we had? What if we had every team on this platform? And if they do some, excuse my language, some fuck shit to these players, we can just blacklist them off the off that platform. They can't sign no more players. You know what I mean? There has to be a consequence for their action if they're playing players late. You know what I mean? It has to be a consequence for that. You can't just keep getting away with not paying guys and and doing anything you want to these American players who travel thousands of miles to get to your club. Yeah, I was going to – that was my next question. You know, what do y'all do? What kind of safeguards y'all have in place for when the teams don't, you know, don't, don't pay? Or like how you mentioned, you, you got a club that owes you money. You hear so many stories about players not getting paid. You know, I was going to ask next, you know, what do y'all do to, to mitigate we have a certified, that? Yeah, we have a certified agent on our team. Um, so if somebody doesn't pay, we report them to FIBA. But, bro, I'm going to be honest with you, bro, FIBA doesn't do anything. <laughs> FIBA, they, they mean well, but they don't – there's nothing. They can't force a team to – make you make them pay their money that they don't have. You know what I mean? 
But how they, but how can they still operate under their FIBA flag if they're not paying their players? I don't understand that, bro. It's crazy, bro. They, they just get a little flag and then they can still they still continue to not play. Like you've you've heard it. Even the Euro, some Euro League teams got away with not paying players, and they just like they're just they're still still playing games. You know what I mean? It's like they're not not stopping their season. So, bro, I, I honestly have no answer for that right now. I want to you know make it the one stop shop so they can't get away with it, and um maybe have an agreement with these teams where we could take on their payments. And for that, if they don't pay us back, then we can take their team. We can own their team. But that's in like the works, bro. That's like, that's going to take probably like a year to, to, to get all the contracts ready and take that, take, take something on like that. So you think teams will be reluctant once they see that part in the contract? You know, if you don't pay me, we going to pink slip y'all teams. Like the, the boys did uh, them cars on a uh, fast and furious. We own you now. Yeah, we could do that, but um, if they really want their payers to get to get paid and to have a good reputation, then yeah, they'll do it. They'll do it. I mean, I don't see why not. So, is there ever going to be something down the road where you see that you guys partner with like the NBA international arms, like NBA Europe and NBA Africa, China, and also FIBA to have some kind of like collaborations? I'm open. Yeah, I'm open to collaborate with anybody. Puma brands, anything, bro. I, I mean, I, everything I've been doing right now, bro. I, I I use my own money. You know what I mean? Everything came out of me. Like I'm, we, I self funded the whole company. You know what I mean, from paying for the app to the marketing to flights, to everything has been me. You know, I pay for everything. So I'm open to partnering with people. Um, I'm not asking anybody to you know for anything, but I'm open to partnering with people and um doing something big, you know, especially with um, Africa. I heard Africa's having a league they're starting up and Obama's the commissioner and that is yeah. until 2022. Yeah. And I'm, I'm open to that. I'm really open to, to, to even getting a team in there, like maybe have a team in Liberia, Cape Verde. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm open to that, bro. I, I really am because Africa, I feel like, is the, is the next China. It's just only a matter of time. It's going to boom. Yeah. Uh, I saw that um, the NBA just started the NBA Africa. You know, they had a couple teams over there. And like how you said, it's going to be the, the, the Barack Obama's going to be the commissioner in a couple of years over there. It's an untapped uh, Wakanda over there when it comes to basketball players. Exactly, exactly. They have EuroLeague. Why don't we have African EuroLeague, like an African team league? Like, you know what I mean? EuroLeague is making money off all of us. Why not have an African league? There's talented players. I've seen Africans get exploited in the Europe, like basketball world. It's too many times, bro. I had, a t- I had a player on my team in Spain, bro, seven-footer. They paid him basically nothing to play for us just because he came from like a, a like maybe like a third world country. Like they're paying him nothing. And he's seven foot three. I'm like, bro, if you went to America, you would play at a division one school. You're seven, three. You're only 19 years old. And you would have way more opportunity than paying playing here for two hundred dollars a month. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Taking advantage, man. Like if we had a league in Africa that was like successful as Euro League and things like that, he wouldn't even have to leave his country. You know what I mean? He could he could make money in his country. And with his family. I know that just being um, in the basketball world like yourself, the one thing I just worry about just being in Africa is there's so much corruption with the money over there. You never know. Oh, yeah. who's, you never know who's greasing whose palms or, you know, whatever, whatever. I had some friends that played on the Nigerian Olympics team in uh, 2012 and uh, 2016. And I would just hear so many stories just from behind the scenes. It's like, man, like, who can you really trust? Exactly, exactly. But we can't be afraid, bro. We can't be scared because if we don't do anything, then nothing's going to be done. So if we just sit around and do nothing, no change is happening. So I feel like we can't be scared. Somebody has to do it. And God willing, if I get in that situation, I'll do it. I don't, I don't mind doing it and failing at it or, or being successful. I don't, it doesn't matter.
Let me take a time out to tell you about my friends over at Soul Lounge, Houston's premier boutique for the latest fashions. Chinatown Market? Check. BBC? You know they got all that. You know Adidas? Man, they got all of that stuff too. The swag, the footwear, Yeezys. Man, they got everything. No Referees Podcast and Soul Lounge is partnered up to bring you a special offer for listening to this episode. Go online to soulloungehtx.com and enter promo code NORULES to get 20% off your entire purchase. That's no rules. All one word, all caps. Soul Lounge. Live what you love. One question I want to ask you is, you know, now that you've been on Netflix, you started OBC, you know, I know that your circle probably has changed a lot over the last few years, over this last, you know, year or so. You know, talk about just the people, not the people per se in your circle by name, but how has your circle of influence changed with all the things you got going on? Um, I pretty much have the same people around me. Um, Maybe a little less. You're right. I did think about that. Yeah, I don't have the same people around me now. I think about it. Um, I don't really, like, talk to a lot of my friends, my old friends, because um, I'm just so busy working on this app and things. Um, I have I hired two of my friends right now, two of my day ones. Um, I, I employ them now. They work for me. They're working for the company. And um, it's good to have someone you trust doing things like this um, because it's, it's only beneficial to me because they watch my back of anything, any deal. They feel a way. They'll pull me to the side and like, look, and listen, man, he's offering you this amount. Imagine how much we're worth. You know what I mean? I had a situation where somebody offered us six figures for a stake in OBC before. We even released it, but this is last month. He offered me six figures to um, as a stake for OBC, and I almost took it if my friend hadn't told me, listen, man, he's offering you this much. Imagine how much we could be worth in a few more months. You know, him watching my back, it, it was for the best interest. It worked. It's working out right now. You know, it was just, it was just a weak moment for me, and I was like, man, I don't know if it's going to work. Da, da, da. And he's like, yo, bro, he's offering you this. Imagine how much he, he really worth. He's, he's offering you this. So imagine how much you'll be worth when it drops. So, it, I mean, I, I listened to him. I trusted my gut, and we just, we just kept rolling. You know, it's two of my close friends. Yeah, my mentor always tells me, uh, keep your circle skinny. Right, right. I mean, I only roll with them, for real. <laughs> Everybody else is just – I hate when people hit, hit me up and be like, yo, you're Hollywood tone. Like, you're, you're Netflix. Like, they don't even call me – my name, they used to call me, they called me Netflix Tone or something like that. And that's when you know, that's when you know there's a disconnect. When somebody doesn't call you by your name and they call you like something like that, it's like, okay, there's a disconnect here. Like, I can't really mess with you like that. Yeah, and like I mentioned to you the first time we spoke, it was like, I had no idea about the Netflix thing. So I was trying to reach out to you on the OBC piece. Because I, right. didn't, I didn't, you know, like how you said, people contact you or talk to you, you know, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. But the people that know you know, like how you said, that you really – use that Netflix situation to boost your brand, to boost the OBC exactly. brand. Had nothing to do with being in Hollywood or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> you had a bigger, you had a bigger yeah. thing. You had a bigger thought process at the end. Yeah, man. I, I, I just feel like um, everybody wants to get famous too much. Like many people, like basketball players now, like basketball players who contact me, not, not to try to get overseas, they want to know how they can get on Netflix. <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, that's not even the way you want it. If you want to be an actor, cool. I did reality TV, bro. I can't give you no 
feel me? Like, I can't give you no nothing about acting. Like, I did a reality TV, bro. There's nothing I can do for you. I don't even talk to the Netflix producers right now. So, I mean, I, I just feel like everybody wants to be famous. We're in a world where everybody wants fame and, and attention. So, um, you can keep it, bro. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give it all away, bro. If I can make a billion dollars and take care of my family any day, I'll be the most, I would leave my Instagram, everything. <laughs> if you can exchange it. <laughs> so yeah, Hooper's hitting you up one to be actors. That's the most absurd bro. thing I've ever heard. It's crazy, bro. I can show you. It's, it's really, it's really, some guy hit me up today. Some guy who plays in like Germany or something. He's like, didn't ask me about the app. Asked me, yeah, bro. Um, I've watched you. My girl loves the show. Um, how do I get on there? I'm like, bro, what? How? How can? How can I tell you that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Apply. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just that simple. Like your story. You said all you did was scroll through the timeline and hit the apply button, and you didn't think nothing of it. It was just. It was really just that simple. So simple, man. Just take your chance. Trust your gut. Everybody's not going to get on the next season. Um. So just trust your gut, man. I feel like anybody can. Do you trust your gut? You can't. You can't lead you wrong. That's that's my biggest like thing. So, what do you think is the? What do you think in five years from now, if you had to say, you know, OBC is the premier place for uh, basketball players to go hoop at, male or female? Is, you think it'll end up being something to where NBA teams will latch on to? You know, big time Euro League teams will uh, latch on to, big time Chinese teams latch on to. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, bro, I made OBC for for players who don't have a shot. Um. If the Euroleagues and the NBA teams do latch on, that's a plus. But I don't think they will because you're playing with – when you get to that level, you're playing with millions of dollars, you know what I mean, essentially. So um, I think it's good to have a negotiator, an agent, when you get on that level. But I'm not saying that five years from now that we won't have agents working on our team that can do the negotiating for them. See what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying as of right now, it's best to get an agent to, if you're going to do Euroleague and NBA. Five years, OBC is going to be the, the the monopoly of this overseas basketball in the basketball world. So in five years, you're not going to need an agent. I'm going to try to eliminate the agency, the agent world. Just like the way Uber eliminated the taxi, but you see there's still taxis. I'm not saying I'm going to eliminate every agent, but you know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to try to be the monopoly. What are, what are some of the uh, things that you've heard when you were creating this app that people said, man, this, this, is, this is trash, it ain't going to fail? You weak or, you know, anytime you start a business, you get those kind of naysayers. What's some of the, the crazy things that you've heard, you know, even if you pitch it to investors or things of that nature? Like, what, what have you heard behind the scenes? I've heard people say that it wouldn't make any money. I've heard people say that. I've heard people say, bro, what are you doing? Like, I've, I mean, like, I've, I've had so many obstacles, bro. This has been like a, almost a year journey for me, bro. I've thought about this, I think, like October of last year, bro. I've had to fail, fail, fail to get to this point, bro. So I've, I've seen it all. I've, I've promised it was going to come in January. Didn't come. People just, and that thing ain't coming out, bro. Just go back to work. Go do something else. I've had it. So I said it was going to come out in March. Didn't come out. My, my old developers ran off on me. Had to get new ones. Start the whole project over. Like, it's just been a lot of, lot of BS I had to deal with. But I, I'm appreciative of everything. So everyone who didn't think it would make money, I have 20,000 signups. That's ready to go. I give all the glory and praise to God, bro, because God got me through everything. Eight months. Eight months of just grinding, like, is it's tough, bro. I don't know how to explain it. It's tough. When you were over and doing the Netflix show, were you still working on OBC at the same time, or were you in the beginning phases of it? 
Um, when I was when I was doing a Netflix thing, I was thinking I was doing like I did I traded like forex. I did um I have a real estate company. I was doing that. The overseas basketball connection thing came to me like literally October. As soon as I thought about it, I put it on paper and then I just got to work on it. I'm like, yo, that's because I got I got the inspiration. Excuse me, I got the inspiration from a, a app called Backstage. Mm. I don't know if you ever heard of that app. Uh-uh. I've heard of Backpage, but I never heard of Backstage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's Backstage, bro. It's basically an app that actors, actresses can go on and see auditions in their area. It's dope. And I got the inspiration. So I'm like, yo, what if we had an app where basketball players can go on there and see openings from around the world and send their profile to these teams? Wouldn't that make sense? Cause we don't have nothing like that. There's no way for us to like, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, I'm going to just make it. I said, yo, F it. I'm going to make it. And then took me to here right now. I'm here now. <laughs> when you did your research and you realized this wasn't something that anybody else created, did you ever say to yourself, say to yourself, I can't believe nobody had hadn't created this yet. Bro. When I seen that nobody made this, I was like, yo, this is perfect. Like I was like, yo, this is perfect. There's no competition. There's no space for this. There's nothing here. There's no app. There's no nothing for overseas basketball players. And I play overseas, so I know there's no space for it. And it's not as simple as just making an app. Like, you have to get teams on board. So it's a long process. It's a lot of work. If you, and if you've never played basketball overseas, you probably wouldn't even know the different leagues you have to contact, the different teams. You, like, you wouldn't know a lot of the stuff I know. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, somebody could come up with an app right now, and it, it might be tough for them because they don't know the leagues. They don't know the coaches. They don't know – certain things you know i played in these countries i have relationships with certain teams so it was easy for me to do that so one of your former teams uh, in spain you probably use them as like your first people to pitch to huh they signed up but it wasn't the first they honestly didn't even they just signed up <laughs> like the first team that signed up had to be it was a spain team but it was it wasn't my, my old club it was a spain team definitely <laughs> that's crazy your old team that people that know you you would think that they would, you know, be the, one of the first ones. Right, all right. I'm going to fly the player out for you guys. I would, I would definitely look out. I'll fly two players out. Like, if you want to sign two players, I got you guys. Like, I would look out for them, but it's okay. I'll still look out. So, today, you know, before we let you out of here, you know, you got the big release coming up. Just talk about, you know, what's your biggest accomplishment you've had to date, um, being uh, going to Division, you know, two, three, going overseas, you know, creating this app. You know, what's one of your biggest accomplishments you've had? My biggest accomplishment was um, going overseas, bro. That had to be my biggest accomplishment. Besides, this app is about to drop. I'm not going to say that yet until it, until it happens, God willing. But my biggest accomplishment had to have been going overseas, bro. Like, I averaged two points per game in college. Like, let that sink in. Like, I had no way to go. I shouldn't have went overseas. Like, I had the game to play, obviously, because I, I did my thing over there and I was in the first division in Portugal. But on paper... I shouldn't have went overseas, bro. I averaged two points per game. God willing, the coach gave me a chance. You know what I mean? But, bro, like, <laughs> that's crazy to tell people, like, I told you so. I knew I'd go overseas. Like, my coach, my, my last meeting, my end of meeting, my coach, he just looked at me, shook my hand, and said, good job at work. I told him I want to go overseas. He didn't even believe me. He's like, you ain't going overseas. Wow. Shrug me off, bro. Like, everything, bro. Like, my, my teammates, bro, they didn't believe me. They see me on the bench. They're like, damn, bro, you ain't going overseas. There's no way. Everybody on my team, bro, the, the all CIA player, all conference players, they didn't even go overseas. But the, the person on the end of the bench who had two points per game is playing pro. 
So it was like a big, like, I told you so. So that had to be my biggest accomplishment, bro, because it was my dream. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're leaving out your dream, brother. I'm a fan. You're family now. Uh, I'm going to be following everything, everything you're doing. Um, is there any uh, Netflix stuff that might be coming down the pike again? You know, you got the spinoff, you know, you know the I Ain't No, I ain't no Snitch series. <laughs> nah, man, a few, a few, a few uh, love shows hit me up, man, but I, I can't have that image. Uh, uh, love shows in it. You probably know them, man. You probably seen it before, man. A few of them little love shows keep hitting me up trying to get the, uh, hey, hey. the audition and stuff. But nah, I don't think I'm going to do no more reality TV, bro. It's, it's just, it was a good platform. If I had to do reality TV again, it would be like MTV The Challenge or something. Like, something like like athletic or something. You know what I mean? Right, it wouldn't right. be no love or no in the house, Jersey Shore. <laughs> nah, I can't do that stuff, bro. Amazing, amazing race or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I would do, I would do something like that because it's like, it's fun. Like, it's, it's, it's adventurous. It's fun. But like, I don't like that stuff that like, kind of like slutty, getting the house, kissing. Like, I, bro, I don't even want that image, bro. I don't want nobody to see me doing stuff like that. Right, right. <laughs> well, I uh, I appreciate you coming on No Referee Podcast, my brother, sharing your story, talking about you know, your new business, uh, overseas basketball connection, uh, and your and your time on the Netflix special and your time overseas. So I appreciate you coming on, brother. Everyone, please go follow Antonio on his IG page at the Real Antonio Depina, his Twitter page at Tone Depina, and make sure that you follow his. OBC page because that drop is coming soon. The IG at Overseas Basketball Connection and the Twitter page at Overseas Connect. That's my man that is Delaware's finest, Antonio Zapina. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Referees Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this show and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at No Referees Pod. Till the next episode, we out.